Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and today you sound like an absolute beast on the microphone. Do I? I feel really great. It's my microphone voice. No, uh, it's uh, I don't know. We're just taping in the morning. This is my morning voice. This is what you get, I guess. Uh, I guess my voice gets different as the day goes on. So um, I'm like a chameleon. I'd say not so raspy, maybe a little bit cleaner. You just you sound like you had a night last night and you're ready to go today. <laughs> I wish I had a night last night. My night last night consisted of watching a documentary on Netflix uh, that was called Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Which is actually kind of a good uh, a good little documentary. It was kind of interesting. I have so many questions, but I think I'll just go watch it and then we can talk about it afterwards. I think that's a great idea. Um and yeah, I hope we can even name drop Netflix in the name of the documentary. I have no idea about the laws. So here we go. We're just going to do it. We're going to do it and hope that somebody from Netflix hears it and is like, hey, this is a great podcast. We should sponsor them. Yeah. I mean, that would be incredible if we we're all of a sudden a featured podcast on Netflix. Wow. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if I'm ready for that big time yet. I couldn't have my morning voice ever. So I don't think it would be a like. I don't think our podcast could be featured on Netflix. More of just like give me a sponsorship. But I mean, hey, if they want us to do a video podcast, I'm in. We'll figure hey, it out. I mean, I have enough looks to not break the camera, so we got that going for us. You, you, they might they might have to shut the camera off. They might be like, Ugh. the face you just made. I don't have to worry about what my looks <laughs> look like. <laughs> That's true, and I couldn't I couldn't name I couldn't just name myself whatever I wanted when we, when I enter the room. I'd actually have to use my actual name. Oh, that would be awkward. That would be awkward. But anyway, uh, dude, big day today. Uh, how how you feeling? Excited. I I think we've done a pretty good job of prepping, you know, all year, obviously, right? But uh, pretty good week this week. Obviously, played Friday, and and it was a pretty a pretty good game, right? I think we made some mistakes at times, but um, at times, right? You get into a game like that, can you scrap through it? Can you can you battle through and and get yourself a win? So. Um, yeah, obviously a big one with the championship today, and and hopefully we can do enough to to pull it out. Yeah, man. And I mean, for those who don't know, like Zach's team uh, made the championship game for today. We're taping on a Sunday, so uh, if you can hear this, um, I hope you were there and got to witness it. If not, um, go watch some highlights. It's, I guarantee it's going to be a good one. Um, it made me think about the idea of what a pressure situation kind of looked like, right? Uh, I talk about a lot about a arousal regulation and like kind of settling ourselves down and finding our like optimal performance level and like finding a way that we can kind of be in the zone when in these massive situations. So when you think about like settling down, getting your team ready, getting yourself ready, right? Because um, I can see it in your eyes sometimes and I can see it in your face, especially Friday. It was one of my favorite things. Uh, and I was just like, I was like, I think he's going to puke. I'm not really sure yet. Um, but again, nerves are awesome, right? Cause it allows us and it shows us that we care and that like we're engaged. We, we actually give a shit about this. Um, and I think that's a valuable aspect. So like when you think about, I don't know, settling down, getting yourself in the zone and kind of being able to perform, whether it's a game of a, a team that we know we should beat or a game like today where again, that's what's definitely be competitive. And hopefully we come out on top in that sense but like, how do we still play at our best? Like, so what do you think, or how do you do it yourself? 
It's hilarious, actually, because you're not wrong 100%. Friday night probably could have puked before the game started. Definitely was nervous, right? But I would have held your um, hair. I would have held your hair. Oh, thank you so much. I was nervous about it. Um, yeah, yeah, you balding boy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Anyway. Appreciate that. Just, uh, let me just throw you under the bus real quick before we get rolling. Uh, when it comes to the team, though, you know, especially in that situation or when you're sitting there and you're trying to, you know, just get yourself focused and ready to go. I think the big thing like I try to remind myself, right? And I think the hardest part for me is I don't have control. And that's as a coach, like you've done everything you can to prepare. You hope the team is, you know, in the right mindset, has the right, you know, attitude and, and focus and everything like that. But you don't have control. You're not getting on the ice and you're not going to compete. So I think when that starts to happen, you know, the logic sets in and that's kind of what I go to, right? It's like go to logic and start to like kind of work through your process. Have you done the right things? Um, have you put your team in the right place to succeed? Have you prepared the right way? And then after that, it's go in and, and I lean on my coaching kind of what my philosophy is, right? We talk about it all the time. It's keeping a level head. It's not yelling at people. It's, you know, walk through that door with confidence and make sure that if you're exuding confidence, your team is going to pick some of that up, right? And if I'm not erratic and going crazy, then it starts to calm them down a little bit and it lets them kind of settle into this is who we're going to be and this is how we're going to accomplish things today. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's a wonderful way to go about it, right? You find this balance for yourself. And at the end of the day, like you went in there and no one else really couldn't tell that you were you were anxious, at least no one on the team that actually like any of your players. And I think that was one of the parts that was super exciting to kind of see, because I think they were nervous, right? Like it, they almost had a little bit of a of uh, a cautionness to them. And then you kind of just went in there. <laughs> did your little Herb Dean thing, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, kind of explained to them that I was going to start that way. But uh, I wish he didn't just did it and see who has been like, the hell's going on here? Uh, I would have died laughing. But um, hey, before you you go any further, right? So we probably should explain that one a little bit more. So <laughs> I walked into the locker room and uh, and kind of like giggled, gave a little bit of a story of how, you know, Andrew and I had been talking before before we got to the rink. And I had debated walking in and, and trying to give as much of the Herb Brooks speech I could before, you know, the team would figure out what was going on. Uh, but at the same time, I started laughing before I could even get very far in it in my own head. So I did use a little bit, uh, really just the beginning to kind of start our pregame speech. And it, it went over really well. It was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed every every second of it. So so thank you. You got me pumped up, and I was already pretty jazzed. So uh, as they say, we were buzzing, you know. Um, so it was a, it was a pretty exciting time. <laughs> it was electric. <laughs> it was electric. Oh God, I hope she hears it. Oh, that is fantastic. One of the greatest sayings I've ever heard, and I will now be making it my mantra. It's electric, uh, not the slide, just the energy. It was absolutely fantastic. But, you know, you bring up a really a really valuable point about the idea of, like, you started going through a checklist, right? So you kind of went to a problem-solution-focused a problem solution focused, uh, way of coping with your anxiety of, like, all right, this is the problem. How can I kind of deal with it? Have I done everything that I need to do? Have I gone through my checklist? Have I done everything that I can, at least to the best of my ability? Sure, we can nitpick and question, like, random little things. But on the grand scheme, did I do what I was ne what was necessary to make my team? feel prepared, feel understood, and feel kind of ready? And the answer to that question is yes, because we won, right? And they also, they responded every time that you were kind of giving them instruction, giving them encouragement, or whatever it was. There's also another aspect of this. You talked about, like, 
what do I have control of and kind of what do I, what don't I? And it, it brought me to a, a thing that happened in the Chiefs-Bills game that happened maybe two or three years ago now, which still seems kind of crazy that it was that long ago. But Whoop, uh, the biofeedback company, kind of released Patrick Mahomes' information. Uh, and, it, and it brought to memory that exact moment because what they, re- what they found and what they released, his heart rate was the highest when he was actually sitting on the bench which was crazy, right? His heart rate was up to like, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say it was at like 120, right? So like he was very anxious, very out of control. Like his heart rate was spiking when he didn't have the ball. The second he stepped on the field, there was a massive drop, like a massive drop. He was in like maybe the 90s. And like, I mean, anyone who knows uh, anything about the cardiovascular system, 30 beats per minute to kind of drop in two, three minutes is pretty impressive, right? So like there was one of these things where when he had control on the field, his heart rate was lower, which a lot of people would be like, what? That doesn't really make any sense. But it's he has control and he feels in control. And talk about the confidence level just to be like, yeah, I've got this. Like when I have the ball, I'm not worried. But when I don't, I'm freaking the hell out, you know? Well, it's just about the – it's kind of the swagger, right? You have that – you know what you're able to do. You know your own abilities. And don't get me wrong, right? Like perfect example, football is a game of, of making less mistakes, right? And you don't have control completely over what defense is going to be called or what they're going to be running. You can't you can't decide whether your team is going to like one of your wide receivers is actually going to catch the ball. Is he going to bobble it and force you know a, a pick or something like that? So I think to kind of see that big difference, right? But at the end of it, when the ball's in his hands, he knows what he can do. He knows his abilities, and I think like. I think that's probably one of the wildest parts about coaching for me is you only have so much, right? Like you can't go out there and compete. You can't put it in your hands. You can to an extent, right? But you do that through the beginning of the week when you're preparing. It's in your hands then. You have to put yourself in a position and put your team in a position where you put your best foot forward so that when it comes competition time, now they are prepared and ready to go. And I think that's that's something that as a first-year head coach – I still struggle with, but I probably will for the rest of my career. Cause at, at the end of it, like the care that I have for the group that's playing um, the involvement, I feel with that group. Like I feel like I'm there battling with them every single time we step on the ice. Well, bro, your battle is different than theirs, right? They, you can drop the perfect game plan, the perfect strategies, the perfect ideas. And honestly, this season is a perfect example of that, right? We haven't really adjusted or changed our philosophy or our strategy much. We are on a four-game win streak, and most of that is due to the fact that they have now bought in, right? Like, they are understanding more of the the structure, more of the philosophy. You've broken it down a little bit more, and you've allowed them to kind of understand it, but also recognize how it can be fulfilled and processed better. You know, they are, they are actually doing the things that are necessary. They're doing the small things right, which the team has incredible skill, right? So there's this aspect of, like, let's take this and actually make it a functioning like system. It reminds me of a train, right? If anything is kind of broken or off, it doesn't really work that well. But if everything is kind of working together, you're keeping it at the right temperature, you're keeping it at the right speed, everything kind of functions pretty smoothly. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I don't know, it's a little bit wild too. You you, you just, you sit back and I, I guess it's just the part of like the uncontrollable, right? And that's where the hardest part of it comes and that's where you got to hope that it it literally sometimes feels like a hope and a prayer of like, I hope we did everything we needed to, but you know, you talk about it, you you sit back and you look and 
I don't, I guess I never take the time to think about the preparation, right? Mm-hmm. Because then it becomes about the moment, right? And you need to make sure you're dialed in, you're ready to go as a coach. You've got the team, like, again, back to my philosophy, right? If I'm, if I'm carrying myself in the correct manner, my team will adopt that energy or adopt that focus and, and kind of, you know, less erratic behavior. Uh, it's really funny because I told you, I went to a high school hockey game last night. It was a championship and I actually was sitting with another uh, high school coach who his team didn't make it. And I was listening to him talk about kind of his, just the way that they approach their season, how they do things. And immediately kind of was like, oh man, I'd never, I would never do this. Like I just wouldn't as a coach. And he was talking about how they were playing a specific team. So they took all week and they changed their power play. They changed their penalty kill. They changed their breakouts. Like they changed all their systems mm. and then they lost. And he's like, I don't understand why they couldn't execute. And I, I was like, what well, you just asked them to change everything they've done all year long. And like, there's coaches that do that. Right. Um, I just don't – I'm not sure that leads to the success of things. I think it's more about structure and it's more about having the same thing. And now we talk about it with our group all the time, right? Go out there and execute at a high level. If you execute what you know at a high level, you're going to be successful. But don't start throwing new things into the mix. Don't start changing the way you approach and do things because it's not going to give you the proper outcome. Absolutely. I mean, yes, our adjustments needed. Do you need to sometimes uh, make small little changes to where outbreaks happen? We, we did it on Friday night, right? We had players starting to slash up the middle compared to going up the board sometimes. And like, and that was just because of an opening that you saw. It's not a change in strategy. It's not a change in formation. It's not a change in really anything. It's just a uh, a strategic change that sometimes needs adjustment. And that's that's the important thing, right? You don't want to go back to the drawing board every game and change everything up. And be like, all right, well, this team plays this way, so we're going to change to adapt to that. Instead, it's like, how can our style, our game, make us better than the team that we're playing based on their style and their strategy? And that's that's kind of the philosophy that needs to be taken at times. But again, sometimes it's uh, it takes experience to be able to do that. And that, that part can be really difficult. It reminds me of the idea behind um, trusting yourself and not really falling into the place of like what other people are telling you, right? Like this idea of like, compare yourself again, who to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Like, who are you? How are you doing? And what can you do to get better for yourself compared to what is someone else doing? How can you get there? And like, is that even what you want? Right? Like, again, it's based strategy comes off of what the team is, who the team is, where the team is, and like what that kind of stuff matters. I think the big thing there too is trust, right? Like we talk about it all the time, but you have to trust. Like I'm, I'm asking our players to trust everything I'm saying, right? And I tell them like, if you don't understand why, ask me a question. Question why I'm telling you to do something. But when we get to competing, it's about trust. I need you to to believe that everything I've taught you, whether it's the week before, the month before, the season as a whole, right? I need you to trust that I'm doing it for your best interest. And I'm trying to put us in a position where we can execute at a high level and win. And I think you, you look at our season as a whole, you kind of talked about it, right? Like the beginning was what it was, but now we're on a four game win streak. We've got some wild things happening. And I think you see the trust level, right? We've talked about a couple players individually where all of a sudden it, it, they're different players. They are literally, they are competing at the highest level we've seen they're also having success because they've bought in. They have that trust of this is how it's done and this is how it's going to work. And 
that's, I think, why this has all been put together now where you're seeing the success, you're seeing the things happen, you're seeing us score more than a goal a game uh, because now we're starting to understand that the system we're using is the is the way we are going to succeed. For sure, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, as players, um, especially when I'm working with an athlete, the idea is it kind of goes into also exercise. It's the same kind of thing of you hear it sometimes in the exercise world of like consistency over intensity, meaning like it's important to continue to be consistent uh, rather than just all of a sudden be very intense. Right. Presenting yourself in a calm, confident manner with the same kind of strategy, the same routine, it makes it feel like I have confidence in this, guys. Like, I know that this can work and that this will work. We just have to get it down rather than being like, okay, this isn't working back to the drawing board. Uh, let's change everything and drop back up. And like being very intense about that aspect. Again, it's, it's a bit of a stretch, right? With the exercise thing, like, sure, being doing 30 minutes of activity a day compared to two hours once a week is not, the, is not really the healthiest way to go about it, right? But in coaching, it's, it's the, the philosophy behind that can be pretty can be kind of trans, uh, translated into it, you know, like this, this idea of like, I'm consistent in our strategy, I'm consistent in our belief, and this is what's important to me, and this is what's important to the team, this is what's going to work, rather than being like, okay, uh, second period, that none of that worked, let's change it all up and go over here, and being like, whoa, that's a lot of intensity behind that, and like, let's not, let's not be throwing that around. Once in a while, sure, we've got to, we've got to adapt, like guys, third period, three minutes left, we need a goal, D, you're going to be pushing up pretty high on the red line. Like, sure, once in a while, intensity is necessary. Big strategy change is necessary. But that kind of point, it, it comes and goes with the situation that you find yourself in. Well, and I think, you know, probably a pretty cool example that now, like sitting here thinking back to, right, is go back to the game on Friday. We sat there and we were about seven, eight minutes left in the game, right? And they started throwing the kitchen sink at us. Like, it was just everything was coming. They were, I they were, bringing, too. there was a bathtub. I believe threw that. A at us. Yeah. Yeah. It was flying I, across the ice. <laughs> I believe it. Like they were given everything they had, right? You're down. I think at that point it was still three, nothing. Um, you know, seven minutes, you've got to seasons on the line. You've got to do what you need to do to try to get back in that game. And that was the point where we were like, all right, I'm calling a timeout. And I know you and I talked about it a little bit. You can kind of bring up your side of it after, but it was just like, Hey, I got to call a timeout here. Like we're running around. We're frantic. And again, right, it was that bring the group together. Obviously, speak a little bit louder. There was quite a crowd there. We had quite a bit of people, you know, kind of there was music playing, right? So you got to raise your tone a little. Um, But I think the delivery of the message still was very calm and very, hey, calm down. Take a breath here, right? Let's make sure we're competing. We're using our systems. Let's win our one-on-one battles. Let's do the things we need to do. Let's get back to being successful. Let's not throw the puck around when it touches our stick. Let's not act like this is the first time we've played a college hockey game. You're, you're adults. Most of you are, are you know, seniors and juniors. Let's put ourselves in a position to win this hockey game, not hold on for dear life and hope that we come out with the right outcome. And I think – for me, like I saw a pretty big difference after that timeout, right? We we threw it around for another minute or two, and then it was like, oh, the ears are pinned. It's time to work. And we started pucks deep, get in, forecheck, do what we needed to do. Yeah, I mean, and going back to my perspective of that, one of my favorite things in all of sport, right, whether it's hockey, soccer, basketball, curling, cricket, I don't care. You can feel when there's a momentum shift. And it's one of the coolest things that I, I think – People who watch sports, who know sports, who have played sports, you can feel it. There's an energy change 
And it's, it's just a weird vibe. And when you can feel it, it's super important to recognize it. And that's kind of what was happening. Right. So in my head, I was like, Oh boy, like, like they, they went, all right, intensity 10. And we were still at our cruise control of six or seven, like being like, we're going to play our game. We're going to kind of stay kind of consistent here. And like, they were like, oh, we're taking it to you. And our team just didn't, they didn't go, Oh shit. And like, they, they kind of were just like, Oh, we're, we're still playing our game, but we're getting dominated all of a sudden. So like, it was one of those things where it was like momentum has shifted, like, and in my head, this is why I told you, this was the weirdest thing. I was like, I was like, I, seven minutes, like, I, I'm not a, a straight hockey coach. I'm just a mental performance guy over here. I was like, I was like, but like, I think we need a timeout to like settle them down. And then all of a sudden I see you lean up on the boards and like literally whisper to the, the, the referee, like, I think we want a timeout. And I was like, so did he just say timeout? And then I was like, did we just telepathically communicate? Like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, but like, it was just, it was, I was like, I was like, all right. Like it was one of those, it, for me, it, it instilled that idea of like trusting your gut. Like my gut was saying like, I think we need a time out here. Uh, and then you did it. And I was like, this is the, uh, this is, this is odd, but I'm glad that we did it because you're right. The second we said, Hey, stay calm. It actually raised their intensity level. And then you also leaned on the leaders, right? You, you went to our, our, our leaders and you said, we need a good one here. And they, they went out and they delivered and it, it immediately shifted, right? We were kind of getting punched in the face a little bit. We took one shift and we punched them back and it kind of it allowed us to kind of get our, 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 our gatherings, our bearings, and it also let them know like, hey, we're not just going to sit here and keep eating you or eating the punches. That was a weird eating you. That was weird. Um, that no, no one on our team was cannibals, at least that I know. Um, so that's good. <laughs> but like it was, it was also one of those things where it just reminded me of like, how do we relax as, as human beings, how do we relax as athletes? And it really comes down to like this idea of like, is it somatic, which is kind of physical, or is it cognitive, which is more mental, right? Because what you do is you do the matching game. Uh, it's a very simple term uh, and it's very simple to understand, but it's sometimes hard to apply because you have to practice it before you're actually in the moment. You know what I mean? So like this idea of like, if it's a somatic thing where like you're noticing your breath is out of control, your heart rate is going crazy. You want to like kind of counteract it with a somatic control, like a deep breathing or like a PMR, like progressive muscle relaxation, or like just something that's going to slow your heart rate down and bring you back down the center? Or is it cognitive where you're just like in your head, self-talk negatively, kind of like we can't do this, doubting thoughts, because then you want to do things like a quick meditation, a quick imagery, and the beauty of hockey, right? It's one of my favorite sports to work with because it provides so many opportunities for these quick little interventions, right? I talked about it with you uh, about like when we were talking about like conditioning for next year. It, it is it is the definition of hit, right? Like it is high intensity. You go out for 20 to 40 seconds. Uh, sometimes you get stuck out there, especially if you're on defense and we're on the long shift. But my point is like 20, 40 seconds, you work your ass off, you come back and you get a good minute or two break. In that minute or two, how do we reset, right? How do we go, okay, whatever happened last shift, I'm going to learn from it, but I'm not going to let it affect my entire game. And like, and how do I calm myself down so that I go back out there and I keep being consistent? If you think about the best players in the world, that's what it is, right? I think about the Conor McDavid's. He he goes out and he is almost consistent. You know what you're going to get from him every single night, usually, right? He's. I mean, everyone's a human being, but the point is, is like the best players in the world go back to the bench, they reset, and they come back out, and you know that they're getting the puck and that they're going to make something happen because that's what they have trained for and that's what they're good at. So I think I think that's a big thing for tonight of just being like, hey, you guys deserve to be here, and it's like it's almost instilling that belief in them and that that like honestly, as coaches, you shouldn't have to really say much tonight. Like if they're not pumped up and understand that they deserve to be here. Then, then there's a bigger problem. 
but I think that that team truly does believe that they belong here. Um, and that's the important thing. They have to go out there and just show that they belong here um, and that they can take it to this team that they just beat two weeks ago. I think the big thing too, right, is I'm with you 100%. Like, I don't think it's going to take much to have them get up and be ready for this game. It's making sure they're not overcompensating on it, right? And they're not too jacked up where, you know, you basically come out, you fall flat on your face, or you come out like gangbusters and, you know, you just absolutely bust it in the first 10 minutes. And then after that, you kind of die off, right? So it's, again, it's that, it's finding that level of consistency. It's finding that kind of flat line of this is where we are. This is where we're going to compete. If we need to raise that level, we'll do it with the same mentality of this is our, this is our base, right? And this is where we want to be. Um, I can tell you, like, I've had players reach out already this morning asking questions about today, making sure they're planning properly. They're doing what they need to do. After we're off of this, I'm literally I'm writing the email to the team, going to get them ready to go, uh, give them their schedule for the day. But they're ready, and I know they're ready, and I'm confident that this is a group that it should be here, is supposed to be here, has every ability in the world to win today. It's going to be about capitalizing on the opportunities, right? And, again, not riding the roller coaster, staying as level as we can, regardless of what's happening, and just executing. We say it every single game: just go out and execute. If you execute, you will win. And I think we have the—I th- really do. I believe we we have every chance today. I I couldn't agree more with you. I think I think it is in our it's it's our game to lose. Meaning, like we we have the ability to kind of go out there and actually do what is necessary to win. Um, and, and I'm super excited. I, I've had images of running out on the ice and doing a, like a frog splash when we win. Because um, I don't care. I'll bring, I'll bring energy and you know that I will. So, um, I mean, I don't know much about the hockey strategy, so I just kind of get all I'm – like I'm like an overgrown cheerleader. So that's kind of nice, I guess. Hey, I mean, it works, right? Sometimes you just need that positive push from behind you as you're sitting there trying to jump over the bench or whatever it may be, right? And <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can't. I'm so glad you just mentioned that. Oh, that swan dive, dude. That was absolutely fantastic. Oh, my God. Oh, you can't sort you can't sort people like that. Oh, all right. Anyway, one of our players was trying to get off the ice real fast, and uh, and she jumped a little too early over the boards, and literally just went head first. I had to literally grab her skate from hitting me in the face. It was one of the greatest things. And ironically, we then scored a goal, and she had no idea, and just on the ground in the bench, just started cheering and banging her stick against the boards. It was it was one of the greatest moments I've had all season. I I literally was dead laughing. Uh, I will not mention any names, but like she knows if she hears this, and I hope she knows that I am so proud of her. The energy she exuberated um, was absolutely fantastic, and I I love every second of it. So, I mean, I think the other part of it, right? You don't really look at in the moment, but she literally made sure that we weren't going to have too many on the ice. Correct. That's all that was. That was a pure like I am going to make sure that I'm not the reason that this gets blown dead pucks in the back of the net so kudos to her like that's just an effort that's caring about the people around you that's making sure you're executing your job at the right level um even if you made a mistake a little bit and misjudged the the jump right that's right that's right hey at the end of the day you're right she she was trying to make a play um for her to 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 do something for our team and at the end we needed it so that was super important I think for me, like, I'm pretty good. I don't have anything else. Anything else you want to chat about before we wrap it up here today? 
No, man, I feel pretty good. I feel like I, I hope people kind of took the understanding away. I know we talked a lot about the team. Obviously, today's a big day, so it's what's really on our mind. But again, kind of focus on the section of the cognitive and somatic anxieties. Um, understand that if that's what you're kind of feeling and that's what you're going through, the idea of matching that, right? Like dealing with the somatic anxiety with somatic responses or somatic coping skills and cognitive anxieties with cognitive coping skills. But also, you please understand you have to be consistent with it, meaning you have to practice your coping skills. You can't just call on something when you all of a sudden start feeling it. You have to practice them. You have to make sure that they're part of your toolbox, when whether you're playing a sport or dealing with anything, right? The idea is like practice is important because it allows you to hone and, and kind of get those skills ironclad compared to like being like, okay, I'm now going to try like a triple deke for the first time in a game, even though I've just heard about it. It's like, you don't do that, right? You don't go to new things when it, when you, when you have no idea what you're kind of doing. So it's the idea of like practicing coping skills and like making your toolbox stronger, better, faster, stronger. I don't know if that's copyrighted, but I love that saying. So, so it's something new we're trying to do here, right? Obviously before we get ourselves to the end of our podcast, uh, looking for some kind of quote, some kind of inspiration, whatever it may be. Do you have something for us here this week? I do, man. Yeah. I mean, I think I was trying to, kind of prepare for this and find a quote that linked to like a championship mindset and this idea of like consistency and over kind of intensity. And, and it brought me to this idea of uh, a, a quote I once heard from Alan Armstrong, where he talked about champions do not become champions when they win the event, but in the hours, weeks, months, and years they spend preparing for it. The victorious performance itself is merely the demonstration of their championship character. And I, and I really liked that because I think it provides this idea of you don't just show up to a championship game and win it. It's it's all it's a culmination of everything that has kind of gone into it over the, the months, the years and uh, every single day of grinding. So I think that's a valuable aspect and people can kind of apply it to themselves. Right. Um, it's one of those things where a championship is kind of self-defined, whether it's a game or a big meeting or a big event. So, yeah, I think we talk about it sometimes. Right. It's. What are you doing when no one's watching? Because that's how it's going to be. That's how you're going to win that championship. It's it's when nobody's watching. It's when you're grinding. It's not when you're competing right in the moment. Agreed. Agreed. So um, love it, man. Love it. I, uh, I can't pump for today. Well, with that, we'll wrap it up. If you do have questions on any of that stuff, obviously you can email over mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. We did set up an Instagram as well, mentalmindsetpodcast.com. Please do us a favor. Go give a follow. We're actually trying to do some new stuff there where we uh, will kind of release like a 10 or 15 second clip um, so you can get a little teaser of the week uh, before or as the episode's coming out. Uh, other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week or in two weeks. We'll see kind of where things end up. I know my schedule's starting to clear up a bit here as the season ends. So uh, we'll get through it, though, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.